Welcome to Brain Health Matters, a show dedicated to helping you improve your health, master your mind, and boost your brain. I'm your host, Kate Kunkel, and in this week's show, we'll meet Lois Hollis, an RN and innovator in the medical world. She's turned her attention to a phenomenon few people have heard of, but many people suffer. Stay tuned to learn how shame guilt can impact your brain and your life. Brain Health Matters is brought to you by The Musical Brain, book three in the Healthy Brain series. Enjoy the fun and easy practices in this book to improve your memory, sharpen focus, and master your mind with the healing power of music. Available on Amazon everywhere. Welcome to Brain Health Matters. My name's Kate Kunkel, and tonight, registered nurse and educator Lois Hollis is here to shift our opinion on some of the most forbidden subjects in mental health, shame and guilt, depression, anxiety, 30 years of migraine headaches and pain were Lois's life until she learned the dangers of shame guilt. Lois now teaches us how to communicate with our emotions and our inner critics. Thank you so much for joining us, Lois. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure for me to be here. So thank you for your platform. You're, you're welcome. So, you know, I've never really thought about shame and guilt that much. I mean, of course, we always feel, we often feel guilty about things that we've done or said or could or couldn't have done. But the idea of shame being with that never really struck me until I met you. So I'd like you to explain the two of them together. Thank you so much for that question. <laughs> because that's what you just explained was why I was dying. Okay, I needed physical help with my bones and head traumas. And you know, I had severe childhood abuse. So obviously that comes with broken bones and brain traumas and broken jaws and a melody we could go on for an hour but suffice it to say i was quite beaten up and thrown down steps etc and of course that comes with a lot of shame so of course i had migraine but the shame guilt was stopping me from healing even though i had a great healer uh, a chiropractor and good nutrition there was something missing with my emotions i came to learn about shame guilt and once i learned that i healed because shame guilt is the root of all negativity and like you can go to you know therapy for depression and therapy for anxiety and therapy for not good enough but i would be dead before i'd heal because i had them all <laughs> right i have to go back to this because I, I've been very fortunate in my life. I've never suffered any kind of real trauma, thank God. But my my, I always wonder why the victims feel shame because you're the victim. Like, Ex why would you feel you, guilt or shame? Because you're the shame bucket. Ah. The, the, the shame-er, the abuse-er puts their, the shame, not their shame, the shame on you. And that makes you a victim because it's like a black blanket thrown upon you. And you're like the trash can for the shame, guilt person that throws it onto you. You're not good enough. The shame, guilt comes on you. You're beaten up because you flunked your test. The shame, guilt comes on you. 
everybody remember the game hot potato okay that's what shame guilt energy is everybody throws it around because nobody wants it and the one that's cool analogy what and so then you're stuck with victimhood because you have the shame you are the reservoir for the narcissist or the shamer or the abuser to unload the shame that they carried onto you that caused them to abuse you. Wow. So now you said it makes sense then that you had migraines. Please explain for our listeners how that shame and guilt then transfers besides the the physical abuse that you endured. You said that the the migraines and, and other physical issues came about because of the shame guilt not necessarily the physical trauma. Right. Shame, guilt is an energy, a negative energy that comes upon you. You could call it a virus. You could call it a computer virus. We have the love energy. And what does love give us? Oh, it gives us joy and happiness and confidence, intuition, compassion. Uh, we're smart. Victims don't aren't smart. They take, take shame, guilt takes away our intelligence. It doesn't take away, it blocks it. So we're smart, we're intelligent, we have wisdom, we share, we love. That comes from love energy. Shame, guilt energy on the other side is negative, turns our positive emotions to negative ones. It turns compassion to depression, turns intuition to anxiety, turns passion to anger. Wow. And so all of those emotions affect us in so many ways, especially our brains. Like my specialty here is Yeah, this is what I want to explain to you. What happens to your computer when you get a computer virus? Don't even talk about it, right? Yeah. And your computer having the virus, and I have the same virus in my computer, and my Microsoft isn't affected, but your Microsoft Word is affected. So it affects different computers different ways, even though it's the same virus. Okay, so now that's why shame guilt's been like the unknown crazy, because everybody's body, as you know, is electric. And we respond differently to different things. So therefore, they think that, oh, it's not shame guilt because it doesn't, Marilyn doesn't react like that. I react different. George reacts different. Well, we have a different emotional body. So therefore, any virus making it change, distorting it. So why do they say shame and guilt? We have two nervous systems, one involuntary and one voluntary. I think most people know that. Shame affects the involuntary nervous system because it affects our brain unconsciously. Guilt affects the voluntary nervous system, which is our conscious mind. And that makes sense because we think about the guilt, but the shame guilt, like, you know, is still there, but it's not as prevalent as guilt. Now, why do they call it different names when it's the same thing? And I think you may know this too. As a medical person, if I have a virus in my brain, they call it meningitis. If I have the same virus in my kidneys, they call it nephritis. 
if I have the same virus in my heart, they call it carditis. If I have the same virus in my joints, they call it arthritis. Right. Okay, so they have different names because of location, but it's the same virus. Do you see how that messes you up? Well, it messes me up. Oh, it's shame, it's guilt. Shame is bad, guilt is good. So you're always, instead of getting rid of it, your brain, like you know, is trying to make sense of it. And then it bogs everything else down. Because you're trying, we as humans, and this is what your specialty is, it's like we make sense of things. My brain can't stop until it makes sense. And most people do that because we're human, we're very intelligent, but you will never, ever, ever, ever make sense of shame and guilt because one's here and one's there. What? I mean, seriously, if we learn anything, we know that shame, guilt is an energy. It's the same thing. I don't know what else to call it, like the monster or the crazy. I have a book, (laughs) my book. And uh, I can, I I think I have this up on one of my podcast things. It's the chart that shows that these are the emotions that are stimulated from shame, guilt, energy. Okay. Okay. I'll just take a couple minutes. Depression, sadness, procrastination, underachieving, joke telling, genocide, anger, indifference, embarrassment, arrogance, cheating, hopelessness, pity, hatred, suffering, lying, criminal Uh behavior, shyness, narcissism, helplessness, phobia, moody, fear. Fear is shame, guilt, energy as well. All of those from shame, guilt. So you being an intelligent person and me being a person that wants to heal. Why would I go after every one of them when I can go after shame, guilt, energy that's fueling them? Right. I, I would be dead before I'm well. <laughs> true enough. Well, no, it's <laughs> that's true. a long list. Yes. Yeah. But that's every negative emotion comes from shame, guilt, energy. Now, it's like every time it rains, I got to clean up the kitchen because there's water in the floor. And then the living room has some things to it. And then it's fine. Then it rains again and I got to clean up the living room and then the bathroom and then the kitchen. Wouldn't it be easier to fix the hole in the roof? (laughs) Amen. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So now you, what brought you to this conclusion? Because yes, you you endured these terrible things when you were young. what made you look at this the way you have? Like, was there a, something that happened to you as you got older? What triggered this realization? I was in a group, you know, like women's group trying to help each other because I needed help because I was suicidal um, because I had so much shame built energy. Someone said, what do you do about shame, Lois? And I went, oh, I never thought of that. Like everybody. You know, shame, well, that's just like a word. I never thought of it. I have a research mind. It just doesn't stop until, you know. Anyway, that's just (laughs) whatever it is. So I go to the library. We didn't have internet then. And I, John Bradshaw's book said, you know, it's a sickness of the soul. And I had a near-death experience when I was a kid. So I've always been able to figure things out that weren't there and 
I think that's probably why I came to the conclusion, even though someone prompted me to do it. And then all of a sudden it was like a puzzle. Click, 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 click. So I healed. I mean, I got younger and everything. My body started healing because I had you know, so much. And everybody, my friends said, Lois, what are you doing? You, you, you're, you're like happy and you're not depressed. And, you know, what therapies are you doing? This was in Sedona. I said, I'm talking to myself. And they said, can we do that? And I said, I guess. Because I was talking to the emotions inside of me. Like, high anger, how are you? High anxiety. So I was doing all that. And by doing that, I helped release the shame guilt that they were holding from my childhood. And so they said, can I talk with you? And I said, of course. So they did what I was doing and they got well. I mean, like, and then they sent their kids and their mothers and their grandmothers. And then um, word got around and two other people came see me who had been in therapy for three years. And, um, you know, like two sessions, they were fine. And so their therapist came down to see me and say, what in the heck are you doing, lady? I said, I'm just getting a ring shame and yield, that's all. Anyway, they, it was just way over their top because they yeah. don't teach that well, in therapy. So yeah. anyway, it's another yeah. long story, but that's So when- this is very interesting then. So you, it was really by chance. And isn't that where a lot of our healing comes from is like these chance comments that someone might make to us or for us and, and a light bulb goes on and there we are. Oh my gosh, there's a solution. And what I came to learn that I was so full of shame that I didn't know it. Do you know when you go in a dark room, you can't see something that's dark. Right. So a lot of people say, I said, that's fine. You know, you're not ready, but I have a lot of guilt, but I don't have shame. We're just shameful to say that, but you have to know shame, guilt, or one, it's a word. Shame, guilt is a word. There's no word as shame and guilt. It's the word. Shame, guilt is a word. Right. And, and it's the shame, guilt. It's not my shame, guilt. That is so good, Lois. I say that to people all the time. When I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, I never once said my rheumatoid arthritis. Good it for was you. That, the rheumatoid arthritis. And I tell people, don't take ownership of those things because then you have a vested interest in them. Well, energetically, you you're calling it to you. So yes, now back, exactly. back to the brain. Okay, so... Shame, guilt, energy is negative. It's distortive. One of its, I, in my book, I call it a, um, addictive. And, and people have an addiction to shame, guilt. Um, addictive and cumulative and distorted. So I call it a distorted negative energy. It comes into us. And like a computer virus, it alters us. Now, what are we? We're energy systems. We're ley lines. We have... Um, different lines, you know, acupuncture lines and meridians. We are energy beings. So when an energy that's disruptive comes into us, we call it confusion because it confuses, it distorts our nervous system. So therefore we think in a distorted way. So I tell people, if you are very confused about something, 
you're probably feeling some shame, guilt that somewhere along the line, because you all have it and everybody has a degree of it. But my purpose is to make shame, guilt its own study because it's that important. And I can't believe that nobody ever did that. So if, if somebody was to say, Lois, what can I do? I don't have access. Well, firstly, they could reach out to you for help. Yeah. Do you do actual counseling or is it mostly? I do your... group okay. sessions and I do individual sessions. And it, I have, I don't know, 50 something, maybe 75 podcasts on my website. And this, I'm telling you what I say there. And of course, every host receives it differently. So you get 50 ways of understanding what I'm saying. And a lot of people do that first before they have session with me, but you don't have to. Right, right. So, so, and the other thing is you are, you, you really are a trailblazer because you also became a filmmaker. In addition to all of these other things, you became a filmmaker. Tell us a little bit about your film. Uh, I, my film now has the, the third episode is, is out next week. And the film is only 15 minutes. Episode two is only 14 because I know everybody's time is so limited. It's called I'mgoodfilm.com. And the reason I went to film school in somewhere in this, my 60s is because I began lecturing about the shame, guilt, energy. And then people are looking at me like, and I said, what's up? They go, Lois, we don't see what you're seeing. I don't understand what you're talking about. I said, well, don't you know this? And they go, Lois, I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand anything you're saying. And I went, oh, I got to make it visible. So I had to make shame, guilt visible. So people could actually see it's an energy that comes on to you because you're the shame bucket if you receive it. And if you don't, you go, no. You know, talk on the phone, someone's throwing stuff at you. Yeah, I don't take it. I don't take it. But you have to know what shame, guilt, energy, emotions are. So you can yeah. recognize them. And, yeah. And, yeah. How can you be, how can you defeat your enemy if you don't know anything about your enemy? So True that's enough. why I call myself an educator. Because yeah. how can you resist what you don't know? <laughs> and that's Good. not your fault. It's culture that's taught us the shame way. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's so true. I believe that a big part of the problem on the planet is exactly that you're shamed into something you're guilty because you've done something or you haven't done something and if any time in history seems to have magnified that it's the last two years definitely the guilt the guilt, the guilt tripping i am so concerned about people's mental health right now because this has been going on it's like a, a conditioning my goodness your shame guilt thing couldn't come at a better time because brain health physical emotional brain health everything is everything and the brain uh, is probably the most important part that gets distorted because then that brings down your emotions and your physical so you're right on target now i'm sure you might have heard of david hawkins yes of course okay have you, you seen his energy uh evaluations of emotions I have not lately. I, I mean, I, I think I've okay. seen it in the past, but it's not fresh in my mind. And most can, people might not know it. I will send you the pyramid that okay. he, each emotion he has given uh, energy amount to. Like oh. enlightenment is 700,000. 
to the 30th power. Wow. There is such a number. And I don't forgot the name of it. My math brother-in-law knows it. But please believe me, there is such a number as 700,000 to the 30th power. Then we have love and joy and peace. And, you know, it goes down like 200,000, 100,000. And then we at 200, not 200,000, at 200, it starts going to anger and hatred and jealousy. Do you know what the last one is? Shame. No, guilt. Uh, and do you know what it comes in at? What? One. Ten. <laughs> wow. And there's nothing below that. Right. So guilt is the lowest vibration you can inhabit and still be alive as a human. Wow. That's pretty scary. It should be. Because what's after guilt? Death. Suicide. Uh, right? And that's what's way on the rise. My suggestion, unless somebody can come up with a better one, if you are feeling guilty that you did this or didn't do that or whatever, try to say, I regret doing chipping my cousin on the floor or I regret putting that money in the stock market and losing money. Regret leads you to solutions. I had a client who was very guilt-ridden because she couldn't help her alcoholic mother heal and her mother passed. And instead of feeling guilty, it took her a while, but she went to regret. And she said, I regret this happened, but I can help other people. And she now has a great following with helping people release the alcoholism that they have been addicted to. What a beautiful way of turning around such a devastatingly dangerous and destructive emotion right. into something that can give you hope to help somebody or help yourself. yourself. Right. Earth. Wow. But guilt is straight down the hole. There's nothing, nothing. It's sticky. Think of shame as sticky taffy. Yeah. It's sticky. It stays with you. And guilt will So change your mindset. It's not going to heal you, but at least it leads you to a solution. It gives your mind that option. Guilt gives you nothing. <clears throat> Regret gives you, hmm, sad it happened. And you should feel sad if you did something deliberately. Or even, but, under, even if it wasn't deliberate, because yeah, we feel I mean, guilty even over but, things we, we don't do deliberately. Yeah. But people, you know, it has to be modulated. Think, oh, I regret that. Okay, well, then that leads to a solution. Right. And that's the tr that's what this whole podcast is about is solutions. I, I I'm so happy that you brought this up of recognizing the difference between guilt and regret and giving a solution. If somebody came to you and said, "Look, I've I've endured so much in my life," and you agreed between you that this shame guilt is the is the core of the expression, how do you begin to climb out of that like what would be the first step you would tell someone coming to you what i say is that it's fixable just and people say i can't believe you i don't know they've never heard this before i said let me entertain you <laughs> let me entertain you with something that's different and they go oh my god that 
brings back my mother, that brings back my father. Oh my God, you're right. That's how, you know, so it's truth is powerful. It's just, you have to know that you've been duped since Adam and Eve. Okay. Very We've good. all been duped. Okay. But now's the time to say, Hey, I'm smart and I'm not a victim. And you just take the shame gate off because it's an energy and you can take it off, but you got to find it to take it off. And then in my newsletter, I have 500 questions, one answer. So every week you get 25 examples of how shame guilt affects you. Well, that, I'm glad you brought that up, Lois, because we're at the end of our time. I'd like to have people work with you, get in touch with you. You just said about your newsletter. I'm assuming they can get that on your website. Please tell us how. LoisHollis.com, L-O-I-S-H-O-L-L-I-S.com. I have my film on there, my podcast, everything. But if you just want to see the I'm Good film, which has films of Shane Guild animations affecting you and how it affects you. So it's called I'mGoodFilm.com. Just an I and an M. There's no apostrophe. It's just I'm good because I'm good. Sure. Sure you are. Okay, so I will make sure that all of those links are in our show notes so that everybody can reach out and reach out and touch someone, Lois Hollis. Thank you so much for joining us, Lois. I really learned a lot today because I never really gave shame too much thought. Guilt, yes, because you know, we all feel guilty. Shame is in the unconscious, so you don't. Right. And I'm bringing out the shame. I'm like doing a surgery. Taking it out. <laughs> okay, shame guilt has only one defect. What's that? It dissolves in detection. Oh. The Wizard of Oz. Remember, they pull back the curtain, and what's this? An old. He's got puff. Shame guilt is a puff of smoke. Perfect. What a wonderful way to end this, Lois. I cannot thank you enough for this interview and for your work. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Brain Health Matters. Be sure to subscribe with your favorite podcast service so that you can get all the latest episodes when they're released.